Ray Cashman, how you going, buddy? Yeah, so good. So good to see you. How's the job? Uh, um, yeah, no, no, not for me, sorry. Oh, I yeah. think this is going to be a fun podcast, that's for sure. You ready? Uh, oh, I'll hit the music. <laughs> okay. Welcome everybody to the chat show. I'm your host, Mark Williamson, and joining me today, he's he's a comedian, he's a travel agent, he's an entrepreneur, he's a raconteur. I don't even know what raconteur means. Uh, Ray Cashman, how are you, buddy? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Yeah, I'm well. I'm well. Just yeah, it's been a, so. How we've we've not we met each other through stand up comedy, yep. of which you do still do exactly. Well, uh, no one does. We're in the middle of ice, so fair that's enough. That's very true as well. Uh, yours was the first room that I ever performed at. Oh, wow. Outs- outside of the comedy course that I did and the Roxbury, if you recall that back in the day. I do remember that back in the day. It was. Wow, it feels like yesterday, but it was probably a long time. It was. Which room? Which comedy on edge was this it? This is original edge. At the East Village? Uh, yep. Oh, wow. Which floor? Was it on the roof or the middle level? Uh, middle level. Middle level, yeah. That was a long, long time ago. That's... 13, 14? Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you oh, meant seconds. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Yeah, two, <laughs> Comedy on Edge is a room I produced, started in 2006. So, yeah. we were at East Village for about two years. So, yeah, yeah around then... Wow, that's a long time. It is a long time. I it's... do remember... And I don't know if I should bring back this. This Please. is... Still one of my favorite. <laughs> well, the story's funny. So you started, you learned in a comedy course, didn't you? Yeah, Rob McHugh. Yeah, a great guy. And I, look, Rob is a brilliant. If you're looking to get into stand-up comedy, if Rob McHugh comedy course is a great way to get into it. Yeah. He has, a, of all that, like, there's a lot of comedy courses out there. Yep. Not all of them are great. Rob's, I can talk, the amount of people that he has produced that are genuinely talented and actually earn, still in comedy mm. is very high. So I'd highly recommend that. Two thumbs, this guy yep. over here. <laughs> Him and Amanda Gray, she yeah. was she in the same course as I you? She caught up with Amanda on the weekend as oh, well. Oh, you did? We, Lovely. We, we called it the McHugh Three. It was myself, Amanda, and uh, Keith Bosler, if you remember Keith I do. Well. well, the story, yeah. I don't know if I... Yeah, uh, Keith, if you're out there. So <laughs> you guys Please. pretty... When, I don't know, I made this mistake, we all did. Yep. When you start comedy, you get into this real habit of running before you can walk. So if I memory serves me correct, yep. I won't name. I'll, I'll change change which which industry it was. So you guys started out doing comedy, and it was in within it was in the first year, I think. Yeah, definitely. Didn't Keith organise a corporate comedy night for his workplace? That's correct. A very prominent ASX listed company, one of Australia's biggest. We won't say mm. we won't say which industry it is, but anyway, suffice to say. <laughs> So, you guys did the show. Did you? Now, at this stage, you've all, you and Amanda have kept on with it. Keith, I don't, th- I think Keith sort of, this may have been why he doesn't do it anymore. Oh, um, no, Keith has um, successfully produced, he doesn't do comedy, but he's successfully produced plays. Um, oh, wow. He's gone on to do improv. Um, he's had a pretty storied career that's, since then. That's great. That's yeah. great. This is a weird thing. You meet so many people in this industry, but you just lose track. So, that's Absolutely. good. Yeah. Um, but, so you guys, he organized a workplace comedy. And how did it go? <laughs> uh, if the result was getting Keith fired, yeah, we we did swimmingly yeah. well. Yeah. He lost his job, and the company also put out a memo release saying no more comedy shows. <laughs> so Keith, in his first year of comedy, got a very big company to cancel all corporate comedy gigs. It was wild, but oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just saying, um, we like. I, I don't think that there's anything that we 
would have done necessarily different as well. Like obviously hindsight's a beautiful thing, but we ran it by them to say, what type of night do you want? Because it was the, the boys club mentality is, oh, you know, whatever you want. Um, just, just run it like you normally would. Uh, and we ran it into the ground, obviously, as well. It was well, it's a case <laughs> of, I mean, that that's, and it, having done a number of corporates myself, Everyone thinks they're a knockabout sort of guy. Oh, you know, I like a joke. I like a joke. But there's the joke you tell at work in the lunchroom that'll get a few chortles. Then there's stand-up comedy. And there's the volume. (laughs) Now, Amanda, who I think is a brilliant comedian, Mm. it's fair to say her act is very coarse. Like, it's if it was a film, it's R-rated. She... She uses language, and but I don't. She doesn't swear for the sake of it. Mm. Her jokes are based around that. It's a very. I think she's brilliant at what she does. But hearing certain words, some people find it confronting. Like it's, you know, the f bomb yeah. and the c bomb. There's a place for it, but it's not to everyone's taste. Yeah, it's it's that thing where you look to your left and find out if your manager or your direct report is laughing. If they're not laughing, you don't laugh, and then that passes on down the line. And if they get offended, you get offended, and then it's also like when it's so. How many people were at this gig? Like this was a full boardroom. This was like not a boardroom. Sorry, this was a full conference center. Yeah, conference center. So I'd say maybe four hundred. Oh, oh wow! I didn't realize it was that yeah, big. Oh it was, wow, it was big. But I mean, that sort of crowd, and it was just the three of you, wasn't it? It was just the three of us. You didn't think to get like a professional, like sorry, I don't mean to dis someone who'd done it a little bit longer to maybe, because like a, a good comedy show, you net you got to warm them up. Yep. Like you sort of got to, and because you got to, like you th- I'm thinking more of the psychology on this because, yep. you know, the people you're like, we've all got day jobs and. Day job people, you're friends, but that level of intimacy is not there. So you're not going to, you know, you're going to like a laugh. You're going to, oh, that's why like, you know, most people at work bag about work, bag out their work colleagues. Yep. But you know, when you go to a comedy show, topics come out that are not talked about. Like, you know, it's the old thing about never talk about sex, religion, or politics. Yep. That's probably about 75% of stand-up comedy topics. Exactly. And you know, throw in a- Star Wars as the other 24%. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know. and airplane food, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, wow. You <laughs> went airplane food? If only you'd have stuck with airplane food. I know, right? We, oh, actually, that, it's going to be interesting once once COVID comes back. Mm. No one of it, Airplane food's not relatable anymore. Well, uh, they're, they're actually selling it um, really? these days. Yeah, um, catering companies have got... Uh, mass production and uh, a bank of catering food that they're trying to sell for two dollars a pop these days. Wow! I mean, I, to be fair, I think now this is we should mention you're 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 a very experienced travel agent. <laughs> I was. You were. You were. <laughs> sorry, I, poor Ray. Like Ray, you've got you got. He's a great guy, and he's kicking. We're going to talk about a project that hopefully is going to go to the moon because it's great. We'll get there later. But you've had a really so. That was your first taste of corporate comedy. Yep. Keith loses his job. Yep. You, did you get paid? Yeah, we did. Oh wow, was we it did. was a good rate? Like, uh, it was. Let's put it this way: it's the second most I've gotten from a comedy gig in in what thirteen years. That's pretty good. I'm I'm doing the numbers, and I'm thinking proper corporate rate versus. Yeah, I hope you charged a good rate. Uh, I, I believe he did. Yeah. And Keith but, also got a, a handshake at the end of it as well. So <laughs> Golden handshake. <laughs> wow, that's... Well, it's more of an alupin, alu, aluminium foil handshake. Did but... the show go... Like, did, were there laughs or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. there was. Um, the feedback, if I can remember, one of the... F- the, the, the best feedback was uh, the woman who swore a lot and the Asian were very offensive. Yeah. <laughs> 
You should have that on your business. That'd be my quote. <laughs> when you're doing your next post festival show, you and Amanda should do a show. And that's your quote. The offensive woman and the Asian. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's gold. That's really gold. It's, I, I wasn't sure which one I was, though. Because <laughs> yeah, well, you should never assume someone's gender. We exactly. know that. Yeah. Back then was... How, this is... Yeah, this is four, 13 years ago. Yeah, exactly. So it this is, is 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was, yeah. That's, that's great. But getting back, so you're in a, you've traveled a lot. Yes. Because one of the, and you've booked two of my trips over. You've sent me to Europe. You've sent me to America. Yes, I have. Yeah. I was, so I would, but you have a bad string of luck because like, the first global financial crisis, which, when was that? 2007 or eight? Uh, eight, nine. So you lost, you were laid off then, weren't you? Yeah, I was, yeah. Yeah. So, which is, you know, it ha- and these things happen. Business is not there. You lose. And then, so this one, COVID, um, you were, you're doing well. We want, you're working in the travel industry and yep. you got laid off again. Yep. Yeah. You've got to pick better. Oh, I know. I've, I've got to pick my fights, don't I? So, um, I, I'm officially on stand down, actually. Stand down. Oh, you're cases, stand down? So, yeah. So, I'm on stand down, but... Uh, it, yeah, you may as well. Like you, you're just very insular, and it, the indus- travel industry is a, a tough place to, to get oh. your head around right now as well. So it's just better for for mental health that you're just like, okay, you yeah. you keep on doing what you're doing over there. I'm going to be Ray Cashman over in the corner here. No, no, that's good. I mean, it's, to be fair, like there's nothing like yeah, the flights they've only just op- announced today that like the border to Tassie is going to open up in late that's July. That's good for you. Isn't oh, it? it's great. I get to yeah. see my folks, but um, hopefully, but well, last thing actually, maybe you should advise travel advice, Ray. <laughs> I was like talking to my sister, she's like, you're going to book flights? And I'm like, I'm just going to give it a week or two because I don't want to book the flight and then they've shut the borders again. Yeah, sure. Because I don't think I'd be able to get travel insurance for that. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's just weird times. Technically overseas, isn't it? Yeah, it's overseas. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not seas because it's plural, not plural. Oh, but when seat. you're coming back, that's over another sea. So, Well, my mum, she had to come up last week. She was up for a funeral. My aunt passed yeah. away. My condolences. Oh, thank you. Look, I this this doesn't sound horrible because it's like my aunt, but she's a lifelong smoker who's mm. made it to 76. And it's like like 12 years ago, I thought she was... Yeah. yeah, but so it's, like, it's sad, but it's it's sure. not unexpected. Yep. So kids, I'm saying out there, if you want to, you know, if you want to smoke, see if you can make it past 76. Um, <laughs> that's that's a high score. Yeah. Well, I think these days it'd be challenging. Do you know how much those things are a packet? They're, they're, it's ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't. I think as a non-smoker, yeah. I think it's. Oh, but, but yeah, no, like you hear, I don't. You hear smokers saying it's ridiculous. As yeah. Well. I mean, because yeah. in the day it was like you know people. I'm a pack a day man. Yeah. I'm a two. You. You, you'd have to have a really high-paying job now to do that. It's, it's a pineapple a day these days. It's it's like pushing fifty dollars. Yeah, that's only a new term I've heard in the. Re- Has pineapple <laughs> always been a term for the fifty, or is that a relatively new? I'd say that it would be last three or four years or so. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it just came out of nowhere. The pineapple and yeah. what's the lobster for the t- the lob the yeah. twenty? But it, I think it's um, also charting more expensive tastes and uh, a more disposable income. So the lobster was out there because everyone was using it, and now. The fifties is yeah exactly. So like back back when when I was had a disposable income, I'd always get three three twenty dollar notes, and that would be my three lobsters. But now, like you know, I'm more inclined to. Or when I was pulling out cash, I would pull out two two pineapples. Well, there's one ATM in the city, and it does ten dollar notes. Yeah, the blue bottle. Yeah, the blue bottle. Oh, that's. I thought it'd be the Winnie Blue, but I mean that's. Yeah. The Winnie Blue is probably now more a lot of the pineapple because <laughs> it's you couldn't buy a pack of Winnie Blues for ten bucks. <laughs> but what's the is the is the hundred it got? 
Oh, I can't remember. I think like, the hundred probably should be called the cash in hand. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. I mean, if you done <laughs> if you done many country comedy gigs, yes, yeah. So you do that, and generally, like you get works. Well, I usually run the show, so you get the payment. You just yep. get an envelope full of green, yep. of green coin, which <laughs> is freaking annoying. Because on the drive back, you'll stop at a petrol station. Oh yeah, do you want a oh, an iced chocolate? Yeah, go yep. and get a coke. Try paying at a petrol station with a hundred dollar note, especially a country one. As yeah, well. they do not like that. It's like what the flip? You highfalutin city folk with you. I did a gig once actually. It was wasn't? I was country for me, Penrith. Yeah, but I remember I was at the back. It was a really rough and tough gig, and we got paid. It was quite a high paying gig. There's three of us. So it was, it was a couple of grand worth of green notes. I, so I got the envelope, yep. and I'm sitting up the back counting it, and Jacques Barrett. Is he, I don't know if he, we've done so many. I think he's been on the podcast. But I can't remember. Sure. Great comedian. He just walks up to me and goes, will you fucking put that away and count it in the car? You fucking idiot. You're going to get robbed. <laughs> but it didn't occur to me. I'm just sitting up the back. One, two, three. This is a rugby club. There are some big, big units there. But I'm like, I can do this. So thankfully, Jacques is more street or Penrith smart yep. than I am. Good we got you. out of there alive. Yeah. No one robbed us. But... <laughs> I felt yeah, that was yeah. I mean, actually, it's been a while since I've seen a hundred dollar note. No, it's, um, I think they're actually talking of getting rid of them because mm. to get rid of the cash economy. Okay, yeah. It's because a lot of tradies get paid. Because I mean, you know, if you get a tradie job done, generally it's a couple of grand. If yes, we had to do it. A friend of the family, she got a house painted, and mm. she rings us up. She goes, "You got any cash on you? I need <laughs> three hundred. I've got some tradies here. They give me a discount if I pay cash." So I was like three thousand dollars. She said. I've maxed out my card because you yeah, can only, sure. my mom, so, and I, oh yeah. Now, I remember driving over there. Now, in that situation, is that, a, was that something normal for you or like? What, paying cash for the thing? Well, just someone like, if a rel- someone, a close relative saying, come around with money. No. Because on the way, <laughs> I just remember thinking, because I went with my father-in-law, I'm like, are we going to be robbed? Yeah, that like, sounds I, like a sting. Yeah, it wasn't. It turns out like it was just a public... Sh- we get there. That's the, like three the elderly stuff. painters who just wanted cash. And they're... Um, yeah, they're just... Yeah, it was fine. They just wanted cash in that's hand. fantastic. Yeah. The only time I pay cash for a discount is when I'm going to Korean barbecue. Why so do they do that? They love it. They are fiends for it. So pay cash and get 5% discount. Uh, yeah. Well, at the moment, it's weird because we're in Corona times... Mm. I I generally tap and go at the moment, but sometimes I got like I went to get the paper this morning, mm. and it's two bucks. I'm not tapping for a because pa- a bloody news agent charges ten percent. Yeah, sure. So I'm like, you, but you feel bad handing cash because you try to say I've washed my hands, I'm yep. clean. But yeah, but there's some places want cash, some don't. I'm just surprised that that that's a very antiquated statement these days. I paid cash for the paper. Yeah, I know. It's also, I'm retro. It's I'm the original hipster because it's. <laughs> You're gonna bring fax machines back. Well, I sit because I've in my day job. I'll sit in the lunchroom reading my paper, and I'm yeah. the everyone's on their phone. There, everyone yeah. just looks at me like I'm just. I That's am old wild. School, but I like the paper. It's <laughs> something tactile about well, it. And what I do with the un-Australian, I write satire. So you need to sort of know your enemy. Of course. So you read the Telegraph, you have a good laugh. Sure. I mean, you don't take any of the stuff they write seriously. <laughs> but I like the word puzzles too. Yep. I know I've got them on my phone, but it's yeah. just a bit different. Like, you know, sitting there writing out. And and the, the funny picture comics as well. Yeah. Well, Garfield. Sure. I mean, as you can see on my notice board there, I've got a collection of some That's of great. my favourite Garfields. I'm too far away right I'll, now. So I'll, I'll show you after. Uh, uh, please. There's a really good insanity streak one about the Angry Birds going to the Coliseum. I thought that was just a nice <laughs> little touch. <laughs> How insane is Angry Birds as well as a phenomenon? Well, but so you say that, it's sort of, to me, it's been and gone. 
Yeah. I had that. Well, like it was one of. I'm not. I don't know if it's. Are you a computer gamer? Uh, ish. Like I'm. I'm. I'm into Animal Crossing. I know you're right a board now. gamer. Yeah. But um, I mean, for me, I like video games and game. But I don't. I feel like I'm wasting time when I'm doing it. Sure. Like to me, if I'm on my phone, I shouldn't be playing. I got wordscapes. Mm. I shouldn't be doing that. I should be tweeting jokes. Okay. Because it just feels like I should be. But it's that. But then sometimes you just you know you. Don't, but no, is that cheapening that media or that medium at all? Well, because I, th- I think that there's a lot of art and there's a lot of thinking and technique. Maybe not so much in in Angry Birds because. Oh no no! I, I'm them. not. I yeah. think video games are like. I think it's definitely an art form. But for me, it's just I don't want to like. It's opportunity cost. Like, sure. if I'm doing one thing, I'm not doing the other. Okay. Like, yeah. if we got to the stage, like, at the moment, and I mean, there's sadly, there's no full-time comedians in Australia, because, um, but I mean, I would like to be doing comedy and writing full-time. If it was my full-time day job, I'd probably feel like I've got a bit more time to, but because it's on top of my other job, yep. I don't have that little window of, because I mean, I remember, this is one thing they should bring back, and actually, do you remember this, and do we, what was your first gaming system when you were a kid? Uh, Master System. So, yeah, okay. Now, I had a Super Nintendo. Okay. Now, the best thing about the Super Nintendo was, and I don't know if the Sega was the same, but I think it was, you could only play it for two hours because the pack got too hot mm. and it'd start the game and fuzz out. So, really? you'd play for two hours, Super Nintendo and then the original Nintendo, you'd play for two hours, you'd stop, you'd go outside, you, and then you'd have to come back. Yeah, so, sure. it was, you had to let it cool down. Okay. So, that was like, and that was a day. So, you know, school holidays, yeah. you get up 10 to 12, you do mm. that, you go have lunch, you go, you spend the afternoon outside. It was a good yeah. day. I think that the the technology was limiting as well because you, how much could you fit into a 65 kilobyte uh, cartridge or an 8-bit cartridge, for example, for the Master System? So, um, the, the game that ruined me was a game called Teddy Boy and it was just a ongoing platformer so you're a little dude with a gun you shoot monsters in the face platform style um and it would never stop it would just kept on going so i got up to level 50 and i played for three hours non-stop and then level 51 ticked over i'd never been there before it was just level one all over again oh. and i had a dummy spit i i, I kicked the master system oh, and didn't, that... didn't work again <laughs> um and Teddy Boy ruined it all for me. Oh, but wow. Yeah, Master System would work because it had an inbuilt power system, I think. Oh, okay. So, so but yeah. Yeah, so it, it didn't used to overheat. See, uh, there's a game I used to... Sorry, I lie when I say this Nintendo was the first one. I had an Atari. Wow. Yeah, my, I got, I'm a bit older than you. Did yeah. you do, you... do you remember... Have you seen the Atari? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Atari had a I th- game... I think we're pretty much the same age, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is You're there... Yeah, 81? You're 80 or... 79. So, so yeah, we're in the same yeah, ballpark. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, you've got you've I have passed an achievement that you've got coming up <laughs> next Can't year. Wait. Yeah, it's it's not as bad as it. Nah. But um yeah, those with maths out there will figure out what we're talking about. <laughs> but um River Raid was a game I loved. Okay. So it was okay you're a, you'd go through you're on a, a river, you're a jet and you had to every sound you had to fuel up so you pass the fuel. But you had to shoot bridges and to keep going and it was just It'd get faster, and you could. Ne- it was felt like it was never ending. Yeah, like sure. you'd play it. I, I remember playing it for, and I think what tricked with that is because you couldn't save the level on those. Yep. I don't know if you, the Sega one was the same, or yeah, no, it was. Never. You had to go through, but in the Atari, it'd be like you just go and eventually you get too far, you crash out. But to me, it seemed like the never-ending game. Yep. I almost want to. I know you can get on eBay and track. I almost want to get a copy of River Raid and see, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you play it for five minutes. It's like, oh, that was good. <laughs> but then... do you have um, do you have things that you're putting off to retirement? Like, 
there's whole tea. There's so much content being promoted at the moment. Mm. Like, well, I mean, we're making something now, a podcast. Yep. But there's podcasts, there's books, there's yep. movies, TV. And there's some things that you just like, I'm going to get to that when I'm retired. When you know, when you got, yeah, sure. once you retire and you realize, I got nothing to do. <laughs> I mean, by the time we retire, the world's probably going to be pretty chaotic. We're not going to be yeah. those, you know, dreaming. Well, the, the world might retire us. Well, so. it might. We would, <laughs> I reckon we'll just be sitting in, a, in our bunkers. <laughs> It'd be too hot to go out to the surface. Yeah. Oh, so we underground. Remember that chat that I had with Mark a couple of years ago? That was, was a great chat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was good, but it's gonna be like there's like the West Wing. I've not watched the West Wing. Yeah, sure. So I'm I'm like I'll save that for retirement. So yeah. I just do because it's a lot. It's a commitment. Mm. Um, and yeah, stuff like that, like okay. video games. I think yep. Yep. I could see myself being an old man because you've done like in traveling. I don't know if you find this. Mm. I don't know. Like I love Europe. I would go there when the borders open. I would love to go yep. back. But it's not really... If I'm someone who in my 70s, my knees are a bit dodgy and I'm tired, it's not easy getting around. It's not the best. And that was the value proposition. So a good travel agent would say, do this now while yeah. you are physically able to do this. And while you're there, why not do this as a side trip as well? Because you may as well do mm-hmm. this. And people, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, so yeah. it made sense. Um, and I, I guess, you know, uh, part of the attraction of the industry was that I love traveling, but we hadn't been to Europe before I oh, wow. became a travel agent. Um, I had only been to the States once. Uh, and since then, yeah, we've been to Europe four times. I've been to the States on educational trips, I think. I was trying to count seven times or something oh, like wow. that. So it's, it's, it's been great. And it, it, yeah, uh, you, you don't begrudge anything that the travel industry has given you because it... Because of those experiences, because of the friendships and yeah, yeah. just the, the perks and everything as well. I mean, yeah. it's pretty good. Like, I've I've been to the States once. Mm. Um, we were supposed to actually go in November. We were going to Hawaii, but yep. not not happening now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think the States will probably be the last place I want to go again yeah. for a while. But, um, yeah, it's amazing how, like, because like, I, when we went to, we went to Europe for a wedding and, yeah, you organized the trip. Mm. Honestly, wasn't, I've always wanted to see Paris. Paris yep. has always been on my list. But when I was just amazed at how good the whole place was. Like yeah. I know you just don't realise like when you see amazing things like the Arc de Triomphe, yep. the Mona Lisa, and ev- and everyone goes on about the Mona Lisa is not that impressive. Fuck off, it is. <laughs> it's oh, it's so small. Really? Yeah. Yes, it's, there's a there's a, like a fifty meter exactly. painting behind it. But That's it's pretty right. just amazing to see all this stuff. He, like he wasn't doing murals on the side of a house in Erskineville or anything like that. He <laughs> was he was just doing little yeah. little paintings. Okay, yeah, it's so like, you what, get used to it. What is it six hundred years old? <laughs> it still holds up. So. Although that's, we our last trip to Europe, which I don't know, you didn't book this. No, um, because you were you were you've moved. You'd yeah, moved. I, I moved into the same. I, we went through the same company that, yep. but it, yeah, so same company, but it wasn't a Ray trip, and you probably would have fixed this because. We flew into Italy, mm. and Italy's amazing. Rome, like the history. Yeah, Rome. Yeah, there's plenty. Of, I've actually, I think I've ranted about. Were you a history nerd back no. in the day? Okay, no, sure. I like history, yeah. but in do you remember in year ten, you have to choose your subjects. Yep. We only in Tassie, you had to choose ten sub five for year. No, it was eight. Four in year eleven, four in year twelve. Okay, sure. I just didn't have a space for history, sure. and I honestly didn't see it in my yeah. Career, or not that I had, you know, but you know, when your vision, <laughs> yep. I don't see my, I didn't see myself working. Yeah. I doubled down. I did um, both ancient and modern. So, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but sorry. Yeah. I regret that now. Like, I, you know, one of those things, if you win lotto, what would you do? I'd seriously consider going back to uni yep. to do a history degree because yeah. I'd, you know, winning lotto is now the only chance you could do a humanities degree. Yep. 
Thanks, Scotty, from marketing. <laughs> well, I, I did do history at uni, and it was so dry. I, I wasn't prepared for it because I had the fortune of having really, really great, really passionate teachers. Mm. And I got to uni, and was like, this is not what I was expecting. So I lasted a year for mm. my ancient history units. I was like, I'm done. What degree did you end up getting? Uh, I have a indefinitely deferred arts degree majoring in psychology. Yeah. Oh, wow. How many years in did you get? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's no. Two and a half. Two. You're so close. How many units have you got to do? I failed. I failed most of the last year, so. Oh, okay. So yeah. you probably, you've done two years. You probably need to do another yeah. year. Yeah. Because oh, I got, like, I started doing commerce law mm. and I dropped out. I just, I, I, I don't know. After 12 years of schooling, you get to uni and you party. I party my ass off. Yep. And then I'm like, I need a break. And I generally didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. And then I, yeah, so then I went back and did economics. And okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I mean, I had no regrets on my, probably it hasn't led me to the career I've had, sure? but it hasn't hurt my thinking. So oh. it's taught me different, like opportunity cost is yep. something I learned from that. <laughs> but no, I, and if you're, yeah, it's, it's a shame what they're doing at the moment, raising the price of education. It's wild, isn't it? But they're raising prices or underfunding. That's... Yeah. This is more your your your. Oh yeah, me, yeah, so. yeah. It's yeah. We can turn this into a really dry. I can, I, I'm I'm not smart enough to follow it. So. Dude, I'm I'm I I I can I can throw some words and statistics <laughs> at you, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm just making. I mean, at the end of the day, I get up. My job is to make jokes about the government. Sure. <laughs> I don't need to understand them, but that's bring me up as a patsy for one of your unos shows. It's like, oh, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> They'll be right. But we should like we should we've we've really set we've the purpose. You're here today as in your guise as an entrepreneur. No, I realize we, you're a friend of these, these podcasts. Yep. You can sometimes find yourself, what, what mark are we now? We're like 25 minutes in. That's, that's good. And we haven't even, t- t- <laughs> the reason we're here and I'll get, you want, I'm impressed. You're the first guest to ever come along with a media kit. Oh, and there it's you quite go. good. Oh, thank you. Thank so you very much. So you're here today and your guys as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Tell me what you're pitching. Uh, we have, is, is this the, is this Shark's Tank now or? No, no, no! Oh. I've you sold me. I'm signing up. Like, I, you need to sell the view, the listeners. Sure. Sorry. Uh, we've come up with um, when I say we, uh, my good friend Seizure Kaiser, friend and of the show. He's been on here many, many times. What a man! Uh, and also uh, Peter Gleason, also been on the podcast. You so go. you're the last of the three, the big three. Uh, yeah, you, you save the best to last, don't you? You do. So. Well, you're the pitch man. You're the one. <laughs> I know that if Seizure came on this show, this would totally derail this. Of course, we'd be talking. We'd argue, be arguing about wrestling. Which we might, there's still time, we may yeah. get to. So uh, do you want me to read the press release or do you want to pitch? I, yeah, l- l- let's read the, the press yeah, release. Yeah, I'll read the yeah. power sign. and we'll this. put this up on the side. Like, genuinely, I, I like board games. I'm not, board games are not, like, it's not yep. my Friday night thing, but if I'm in a of good course. board game show, board game, I'm, I'm in. Yep. I've played the test version of this. Yep. And I really enjoy it. And I'm a massive wrestling fan. I'm a really big wrestling nerd. So you're pitching to me. But listen, so, but if you're not a wrestling, let's stick in. If you're a board game fan, there's crossover. I mean, let's, what's another? Yeah. And if you're a Kickstarter fan, well, then you. Yeah, if you're just someone who's like, I've got cash in my pocket. What can I do with it? (laughs) Stick around. It sounds like an Amway pitch now. (laughs) But wait, there's more. So welcome to, welcome to the ring. Power Slam is a wrestling card game for two to four players. Grapple, throw, and strike your opponents into submission before you pin with a one, two, three to eliminate them from the game. Be the last one standing to become the Power Slam champion. The game consists of two decks of 196 cards in total. The game is fast-paced with players using an array of moves like fast strikes, crippling grapples, damaging throws, 
throw moves or I can't read. I apologize. It's not <laughs> no, the power bomb right. or powerful special moves like the power bomb or choke slam. Or you could use a power slam. It's also a move. Power slam features multiple game gameplay modes for high replayability. Game modes range from one fall through to elimination, tag team to all in rumble, and we'll keep you coming back to power slam. You can count on it. The art is high action and has a vibrant cartoon feel, which will appeal to pop culture fans. Each card has a play cue down to the bottom, which means gameplay is intuitive and you can just about pick up and play the game immediately. A game of Power Slam will take between 20 to 30 minutes to play through. Not like a whole day of video gaming, so that's mm. a plus, And it's suitable for ages 7+. plus. Yeah, and so the prototype's being completed. There's going to be a Kickstarter launching yep. in July, which I assume when this podcast will come out. And the game, you'll, you'll have it. It'll be out for Chris, by Christmas or for Christmas? Uh, we'll have that um, out to our... If, if we fund it successfully, yep. um, we will have this produced and out to our pledges or backers by Christmas. Sweet. Yeah. I hope my wife doesn't listen to this. Guess what she's getting for Christmas? <laughs> Power Slam. It's all the fun of real wrestling without any of the physical pain. Now, this game, like I've, the cards I'm looking in front, they are amazing. It's really... It's the type of game that you can play this. It's fun if you're not a wrestling fan. If you are a wrestling fan, it's a bonus. Like, it really yeah. is really cool. So, what was the... How did you guys come about it? It's it's pretty funny. We would meet up and play games, uh, board games at Central Park at, yep. in the city, uh, which is a, a gorgeous building, but no one's in there. So Yeah, no, it's... Well, we, we have... I have... I've recorded podcasts in there because it's great. <laughs> it's this great empty space with... Yeah, because... It, it, Regularly wins award design awards. Yeah, it's... Um, and I would probably put it up there as one of the most uninhabited buildings in in Sydney as well. If so. you're like, we've got a lot of listeners around Australia. Google Central Park. It's pretty much a building with trees on it. Yeah, but there's a really great artwork out the back. Like it lights up at night. Uh, yeah, yeah, and there's sure. a giant. Yeah, it's really so the cool. halo as well. Yeah, was... the halo. It's like a giant basketball ring. <laughs> it's if you're in Sydney and you're just like, I want to go to a food court. I like. It's because it's predominantly Asian themed food court. Yep. There's actually, did you know, over the road they've opened, UTS has opened a food court underneath. Oh, you're kidding. And it's awesome. It's wow. got like everything real, like all the really cool. So, yeah, it's a great area. If you, yeah, yeah. I used to live around there, so it's my old neighborhood. <laughs> it's probably a good thing I don't live there anymore. Yeah. So, I used to, yep, sorry. So, so no, on. that's quite all right. Um, so, we used to meet there to play board games, and uh, Seizure said, you know, what would be great? I was like, what? It's like, if we came up with our own board game. So I was like, yeah, let's give it a bash. Um, so Seizure is the wrestling fan and I'm the board game fan. So we met somewhere in the middle. Uh, we came up with mechanics and they were pretty tidy. Um, we think that the hook is the pin deck. So you actually get out there and you do the whole count as well, the whole one, two, three pin. Oh. So it's, it's, it's really great to see and it keeps people on edge. Um, so... That that would be you know our guitar riff like the, yeah. the thing that keeps one yeah. two oh is there possible for a two count or um yeah you can kick because in wrestling uh, when you go to a show they'll they'll start the one two and the whole crowd will go two 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 two, two. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I'm sure that we could put the the, the two count for for no for it's Mark there, it's yeah. really cool it's so let, let me test your knowledge of wrestling mm. out there so <laughs> oh name me three wrestlers. Ever, I, just yeah, just ever. Oh, okay, well, this this will show where I sort of. Oh yeah, in. well, so what are the first? Yeah, no, um, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Ric Flair. Okay, no, okay. What's have you ever watched a wrestling pay per view in its entirety? No. Okay, um, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do some um, 
Let's see. I'll do some. Vo- I'll do some impersonations. Oh, okay. See if you can name the wrestler. Yep. Oh yeah, the madness. Is that Ma- Randy Macho Man? That is. Okay. That's the bottom line, cause I wouldn't be able to tell you that one. What? That's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, sure. You might have lost a couple of pledges on that one. Yep. Sorry. If you smell, what the? Well, yeah, that's the, that's the rock. That is the rock. Well done. Okay, so you've got a little bit of knowledge. The Austin one, fair enough. It wasn't the greatest impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, in terms of maybe we should, I should probably save the wrestling chat to seizure. Yeah. What was um? Did you have like initiation to this? Like, did did seizure have to talk you through the process of a wrestling match or? Well, yeah, like we we came at it pretty pragmatically. So seizure's like, let's do a, a wrestling game because it's a niche that no one has has used and mm. it was really surprising we looked into it there was some dice combat games uh there was some two oh sorry uh 16-bit video games that people had produced and now there's a miniature game that's coming out as well but oh, wow. there wasn't just a, a fast play social game so that's what i i like um but you know just those games small games like sushi go that you just pick up and play yeah. with a couple of friends and it takes you 20 30 minutes um I, I do love the the longer games. But this is what I had in mind. So I, I was like, okay, cool. Let's break down our moves. Um, hit me with your moves. Like you know, you put someone in a headlock. He's like, that's a grapple. Yep. You throw someone out of the ring. He's like, that's a throw. <laughs> like you punch someone. I was like, that's a strike. Um, and then the the big show moves. It's like, well, that's a special move. I was like, okay, cool. It's like, can we yeah. defend ourselves? Like, yeah. So seizure came up with the counter card. Um, and we had a lot of discussion about you know being able to reverse a counter and do damage, but we didn't want to... You don't want to get it too complicated. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's just one of those games that you can teach someone in one session and they they can come back and keep on playing it as that's well. That's what... Like, I like board games, but, like, I'm... Because there's, so there's so many these days. It's not just the old days of Monopoly and yep. Connect Four. But there's some that, like... Catan's my favourite because yep. I know it and I'm <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. Yep. But I don't like like we played one. It's it's with zombies, zombie side or okay, sure. I find that unnecessarily complicated. Yep. And I don't know whether it's because the person like, we usually play with just explaining is not his forte, or maybe I just haven't got the interest. Because I I don't know about you, but if I'm doing something, I'm not. I just tune out. You know, you start looking for jokes yep. or yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm default the rules guy when we play a new board oh. game, so I have to read it all and. It's explaining rules to seizure as well. It's like okay, like over here, it's shiny no seizure. Now. Seizure and I have very similar personality. Like I'm someone, I'd rather give me the bare bones and we'll play through and figure it out. Yep. Like I don't um, want. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not reading through the. That's why I like this. I like seizure explained it to me in the test phase. Mm. I got it. No, that's right. Because we played. There was four. We did you. Because the first time I played this, it was Seizure, my wife, and there was someone else who played. Okay. Who wasn't a... Re- it might have been... No. It was someone who wasn't a wrestling fan. Because Seizure and I, as the wrestling fans, mm. were the first... We were out of it. And the sure. other two... It came down to the other two <laughs> who had nothing to do with wrestling. Because both of us like, we're wrestling fans. So there you go. If you're a, re- a non-wrestling fan, but you yep. love board games, yeah. you'll probably do better than an actual sure. wrestling fan. Yeah. Um... The the length of time it's been kicking around, it's been incubation for about three years. And while we were still thinking the process and putting it down onto 
card stock. Uh, I took it overseas with me and we went to Spain. So we went to the south of Spain. We are on a fast train and I was playing it with one of my friends and one of her friends. And they, they don't care about wrestling at all, but yeah. they're like, Let, let's play another game. It's like, okay, this is great. So that was when I think I first twigged that we might have yeah, something, you've got that, something that had a bit of universal appeal. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is even just like among wrestling fans, there is a very high... Wrestling's weird. Like in Australia, because it's not... it's more a niche sport. You sort mm. of get, there'd be a high crossover between board game fans and wrestling fans. Yep. In America, you've got a little bit, it's a little bit more working class. And I don't say that derogatory, mm. but I say like wrestling has a history. It came out of like small towns in America. You go watch the wrestling on a Friday night. Yeah, sure. So it's sort of, you get those, you know, the guys who work all day, they, they will like their wrestling. Yeah. But now it's sort of evolved. It's sort of got that little niche that, um, and it's sort of, yeah, it's alternative in a way, but it's, well, it's because it's, I mean, wrestling, this may not surprise you. You've got the WWF, or WWE, sorry, yep. who were the big game. Every, most, nine, I would say maybe seven out of 10 people in the world, oh, sorry, in Australia, I won't say the world because the world's mm. a big place, but in Australia, if you went up seven or 10 people, they're going to know who Hulk Hogan is. Yep. They'll know who The Rock is, and maybe Steve Austin is. Yep. Rick Flair, I don't know. It's funny you named named Rick Flair because <laughs> I like I've loved wrestling. Like I first got into it in the eighties, and it was my be all and end all. But in Tassie, we only had the WWF. Yeah, sure. So until Ric Flair turned up there, I had no idea who he is. Okay. I've since gone back into state. I now know who he is, <laughs> but he's not like for me. It was Hulk Hogan, the Macho Man, and the yeah, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, sure. Yep. So yeah, and it's I mean you know this kid in Tassie got this American product, and I didn't I didn't see wrestling live the WWF till like two thousand and four because no it didn't tour because it yeah. it was peaked in the eighties so eighty four to eighty eight or eighty yep. nine it was huge yeah and I had coloring in books yep. as well it was it was crazy yeah and then it disappeared and then the late nineties um, with Steve Austin yep. you had WWF and mm. WCW so you had the New World Order sure it got big again. And then it's sort of, it was so when at first year, it was really big. They toured Australia. Okay. And more like, because you could get knowledge, like back in the 80s, you would get, you'd see the wrestling magazine, which I collect. I still have my wrestling magazines. <laughs> Actually, my parents are pestering me to take them away because they have them at their home in Tassie. But that's another argument. <laughs> oh, Mark, you old timey. You, I'm old school you, magazine. <laughs> I give me like. If I could go back in time mm. to when we had video stores oh, and news agents with less. fully stocked magazines, yeah. it's all I want in life. Yep. Just give me my Rolling Stone, give me the my wrestling bar. Yeah. the milk bar. <laughs> yeah, just give me my, give me, like, there was nothing better than just sitting down with a magazine, yep. just flicking through. Mm. I mean, they've just brought Rolling Stone back, which that's, okay. I do like. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I mean, I know, I realize that I'm sitting here, I have a phone in front of me, I have a, a laptop in front of me, yep. which has all the information I will ever, like, I could sit and, you could not, the rest of my life, I could read Wikipedia and I wouldn't get through it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah, just forgive me, you know, do you remember going to Blockbuster on a Saturday night? It was and, the best. Yeah, yeah, it just, you know, but it was not just you'd walk around and you'd read, the, but you'd talk to the guy behind yep. there and it was some movie nerd who'd go, oh, you like this, you'll love that. Yeah. And it was that aspirational job as well. It was oh, like, yeah. You were the coolest person in the world. Like you were the king of the suburb if you had a job at the video store. Yeah, like yeah. there were people to admire. And yeah. if you... You had a good hookup. Like I have a lot. I used to have them, but I've got rid of them. A lot of I had a lot of wrestling VHS tapes because yeah, sure. the guy from Blockbuster used to go, "Look, I'll keep them. You can have them at the end." Because <laughs> you couldn't, like, you couldn't buy them. Yeah. You couldn't buy them in the stores. Like they were hard to actually come yeah. by. 
And they were so expensive as well, like back in the day too. Like a VHS was one hundred and forty dollars or something. Yeah, insane. Yeah, and then yeah, and it was what? But back in the eighties, like, because I don't know about you, I when I read a book, mm. after a chapter, I read the back page. Like I want to yep. know what's going to happen. Yep. Are you, I know yeah. it's. Are you like that or not? <laughs> I do that. Yeah. Yeah, but that comes from. So in the eighties, I'd get my wrestling magazine. Sure. And it'd say WrestleMania happens in April. You'd get the magazine with April's results in yep. June, yep. but WrestleMania wouldn't come out on VHS to watch until like October. Okay. So you've read all the magazines. You know who won. So you're just watching it. You're like, oh, sweet. WrestleMania six. Spoiler alert. The Ultimate Warrior pins Hulk Hogan. I yep. knew that for four months before I watched it. Yeah, sure. So that's just my, that's why I need to know results. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Like that's if you, any movie out now, you cannot spoil it for me because I, I don't care about the ending. I just yeah, want to sure. watch it. So half the fun for you was going okay. Like I know this is going to happen, and I've I've played it in my head, but now I get to watch how it actually happens yeah. as well. So. Well, you visual. Like I mean, this is WrestleMania six is probably one of the. I think it's something that gets overlooked in wrestling history. Not okay. that there's because it was the first time in a, a major WWF pay per view yeah. you had two good guys against each other. Okay, sure. You had the Ultimate Warrior, the Rising Champ. And Hulk Hogan, the you know the immortal. So it was two good guys. Wow. So you can't imagine two, and it's like who's going to win? You know, yeah, sure. Hogan's got Hogan's been the champ for four years, but the Warrior hasn't been beaten. Yeah. So okay. it was, yeah, and it was just it was an amazing match. Wow. Like if you, this is as you grow up in wrestling, you become more a fan of work rate and like how a match is put together yep. rather than the character. Like for sure, Hulk Hogan wasn't known for being the greatest wrestler, mm. but like I like. But this match was brilliant. Hogan versus Warrior is an amazing match. Okay. WrestleMania six. WrestleMania you say? six. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I'll lo- run down to the local blockbuster and grab it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've been waiting a while. There's. Do you know there's one blockbuster left in the world? Really? It's, it's in Oregon. Yeah, I was about to say. It's like yeah, that, yeah. that's wild. Like, but it's funny. Like yeah, you just think about it though. Like we live in a country where the internet's pretty crap. Mm. Like the other. Like we've we're in the process of going through to the NBN, but we haven't done it yet. Yeah. But there are some nights where you just stand, watch stand on Netflix. It cuts out. You got a bug of this. You put yeah. it on a DVD. Yeah. But um, like, I I don't know about you in, in in this area, but where we live, um, you'll find that Friday nights and Saturday nights are terrible because everyone's on a voice call back back home somewhere oh. as well. So, um, yeah, like you you've got all your your families who are like, oh, let's let's just call back home, and it's been terrible during this break. Uh, oh, wow. During this because. You can't get a signal anywhere. So we're okay because we're still cabled, but my mother-in-law has moved in next door to us and they're on NBN and she can't she can't get um, a download. She can't watch anything at all because everyone is calling someone. You have terrified me considering we're going to switch to the NBN on July 2nd. <laughs> Apologies. No, we haven't because we haven't have found that. Like I've been working from home. Okay. And touch wood, it's been good. Yeah, yeah. But there's been there's been a few times where I've been on a Zoom call and I've had to go out to my wife and say get off Netflix, like because it's <laughs> slowing. Like it literally, if she's on Netflix when I'm Zoom, yeah. Zoom for some reason does it. Like that's the only time I had a problem, but nothing else. Yeah, sure. Are you with the originals or are you with the the up and comers who came in back in the nineties? Uh, for your telecommunications. T to the P to the G. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I, you know, yeah. and you know, I've had touch wood. Like, cause what has it been like? Eight weeks now. Yeah. I think we've only had two days where we've had prob where I haven't actually been able to do my job, and that's only been for a couple of hours. Okay. So I yeah. can't complain. Yeah. See, the the biggest impact it had on us because I was stood down was I was hosting a Zoom trivia, and we were fine, but 
because my mum decided or my mother-in-law decided to join in, she couldn't she couldn't get a proper connection um, through NBN, so she kept on dropping in and out. So she had to go into our second bedroom and sit down and, and do all the questions that way. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, we did a Zoom trivia a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and that was it was good. I mean, it's not no, it's not the same as going to a trivia. I love yeah. a trivia night; it's yeah. one of my favorite things. But it was fun to sort of yeah. It was. Did was, you write your own questions? Oh no, no, we were just a contestant on okay, this sure. one. Yeah, yeah I've enough. run a. F- I ran one. My workplace. I ran. Because they wanted something to keep morale up. So yeah, I did okay. a daily, I called it Trivia Hunt. I invent, Actually, like you, I invented a game. So Because yep. I thought, I wanted everyone to, you get in teams and answer questions. I'm like, mm. it's really hard to do trivia like that because you can just Google it. Yep. So it became a trivia slash scavenger hunt. That's cool. Where yeah. I'd give chat. And that was, yeah, that was a lot of people. It was a lot of work, like coming up with stuff. Oh, but wild, isn't everyone it? had fun. And yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, it, it took me six hours to do five rounds of questions uh, and it, it was just such a time consuming process but we came up with some absolute bangers like I came up with um, the classic uh, who tweeted this Trump or Kanye <laughs> um, and then I came up with um, whose who's gross celebrity child is this um, so it was this was when um, Elon Musk and Grimes oh, had yeah. their kids so it was yeah, like yeah the maths equation yeah yeah so it's just like Who's whose stupid celebrity baby is this? And then just went through all the the celebrity names. I just <laughs> so. think about that because it's a maths equation. The kid's name, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um. It was. Uh, is it a boy or a girl? A boy. I think the pronunciation is like Eon Ash Twelve. Eon Ash Twelve. Yeah. Because I was like, imagine if what's the, um oh, I can't think of his name. I can only think the answer. The NBA player whose nickname's the oh, answer. Middle- Meta World Peace? Or? No, oh. he's the guy. He's on the gambling ads at the moment. He's a 90s... Iverson, Alan Iverson, oh, yeah, sure, the okay. answer. Yes. Imagine if, you know, he has children and one of them marries. It's like <laughs> the equation and the answer. It's like they're made to be. <laughs> it just solves itself. <laughs> so it does. Yeah. Solving world problems with the equation. Maybe, I don't know, far out. Oh. It seems like celebrities go through a stage with these stupid names. Like yeah. So what is Elon... Tw- um, Aeon, like Aeon, like A, Aeon. like you know, like um, A- yeah. Aeon Ash Twelve. I think Aeon that, Ash Twelve. Yeah, that, that's how you meant to pronounce it. Oh, at least, uh, hopefully, his dad doesn't go bankrupt. So he's yeah. got money for therapy. <laughs> but it's just, just think that kid's gonna grow up. I don't know what Grimes is. She a rapper or? Um, I don't. I've heard the name, but it's yeah. just oh, she. She's a singer. Um, and and she's dropped some bangers as oh, well. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm. I've hit that age where I don't listen to new music. Yep. Um, I have every You and My and Pearl Jam album sure. on my Spotify playlist. I don't need new music. Yep. I'm, you know, you just you get to that point in your life. I'm like, I need new board games, so I'll be signing up oh, to Power Slam, but you, no new you. music. See, I get, I get ridiculed for that as well. It's like, oh, what's this? And well, I was like, you're old, get out of the house. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know, I'm Jen, like if we're in the car, it's always like, oh, the old man station again, because it's like, they're playing my songs, I don't need new music, I know I should listen to it, and occasionally you do hear a song, you're like, oh, that's pretty good, but then, yeah. actually I wrote someone down the other day in my phone, I heard something somewhere in a shop, I'm like, who's this, and I'm like, I'm going to listen to it, yep. who was it, let's see if, I... Stevie Jean December song, 
My goodness. It was Triple J. So. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I'm like, I'm going to listen. I haven't. See, I remembered I had the note. That's, but that's I haven't good. actually. That's half the, the battle in just educating yourself and leaving yourself notes for later on yeah. as well. So. I'm never going to get to it. But <laughs> oh, it's like, because I can tell you now, I remember the last album I bought. Yeah. And that was the presets in 2004. Like an actual hard CD, yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. I mean, I've bought. Oh, no, so I like. like I bought a Royan HG CD mm. like a couple of years back because I wanted it. Yep. But yeah, not like the last time I thought when I because I used to be I'm a was a big music buff. Yep. The last CD I went into warning like this CD is coming out. I'm going to the record store to buy it. Was yeah. that the last recording I bought? Uh, we bought a uh, vinyl uh, player from Aldi, and oh. so I've been buying records like a hipster. And so the last vinyl I bought was the 1984 London Symphony Orchestra recording of Evita. Oh, wow. That's... <laughs> wouldn't have picked that? Yeah. That's... Well, see, I... There's two things... Like, I... You're, you're in my office now. There's about eight boxes in the other room. Of my stuff's still yep. there. I do not have... I love the concept of being a record collector. Yeah. Don't there's do it. There's no <laughs> way... I, yeah. I, money and space. Don't do it. It's like same with comic books. <laughs> I like some comic books yeah. but they're expensive uh, so yeah I've got what I say actually I just realised I've got some reissues that I've bought yeah, sure. but I mean like I could like when I have when I have a house do you have a house or an apartment uh, apartment oh wow doing record collecting that's, that's yeah, yeah like that's, there's, there's a corner um, we've got the Ghostbusters house which uses like we use that as the um, I guess the the bookend and then I slide all the records in behind that ah. so yeah it's yeah, no, I think I would like, like, the goal is to eventually have, so I don't like the term man cave. It just doesn't see, but it's not my, nice, I call it? it my office. So somewhere yep. where I can record, I can do stuff, yep, sure. but I don't have my stuff on the walls. I have my books, my Are transformers. You're going to add that to your retirement um, wish list as well? Well, you say that I'm, if the economy keeps going where it is, I may be a homeowner a lot sooner than I plan. Yeah, sure. So it's sort of, it's, sorry guys, but the more you default on the mortgage, the better it comes for me. <laughs> it's really bad. Like you look at like how everything's going at the moment. Yeah. Like and you know, like you know, like yourself. People have lost their job. People are doing, but it's there. There's opportunity. hundred percent. I saw a house in my neighbourhood. I live in a really expensive. We won't name the suburb, but I live in an expensive share. I rent, mm -hmm. but one was, it was under a million dollars. That's wild. Sure, it was two bedrooms, no car space, on a busy road, yeah, sure. and needed a bit of work. But that's under a million dollars. Like you know. And yeah, like you go back two years ago, it's what, one and a half, almost oh, 1.8 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, so it's like, it's become achievable. Yeah. Like I remember what, like we went a couple of, this was a couple of years back, mm. we walked into a place around the corner and it's a nice, like I, did you grow up in Sydney? Yeah, yeah. What suburb? Uh, Hornsby. Oh, okay. So did you have a biggish house or? We had, oh, we lived um just a little bit north of Hornsby and we had this Big backyard, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. huge, like a yeah. big rambling backyard yeah. that backed so onto National Park. Yeah. yeah, I grew up in Hobart. My house was river views, four bedrooms, mm. really big. Yeah, big backyard. Yeah. We had nice. So yep. we went. So bear that in mind with what I grew up with, and you know, my friends and family who I grew up with, because Hobart's is a lot different. They had big houses. My uncle was a millionaire. He had a really nice house. Mm. So I'm used to nice. So the house we went, it's around the corner from here. It was a nice house. It was an old house they'd done up. It was three bedrooms. Mm. Needed a little bit. Like, the renovation was about 20 years old. So, you, some of your surfaces needed yeah, a bit sure. of touch up. But it was a nice house. Not It had a pizza oven in the backyard, oh. which 
the sign me up. Yeah. But then I'm just like, and the agents like, oh, are you interested? And I sort of said, oh, look, we're a bit a year off. We're not quite. And I go, I go ballpark. What are we talking? He goes, this one's good. This one, and I'm like, okay, maybe. He's like one point six, and I'm like, oh yeah. He goes, is that sort of in you? I go, take off the one and. <laughs> Half the six, yeah, maybe. But after that, he's just like, oh, get oh, out. Okay. Yes, you're heathen. Yeah, it's like, how dare you waste my time? <laughs> but fuck. Well, it's, it's, it was tough, though. Like, I remember when we were looking, uh, the market, we managed to just get into the, a downturn, and we were so lucky. Mm. Like, it, it, it was like a, a, a bad plane landing where it, like, hit and then bounced, and then, <laughs> yeah. So, we were super fortunate. Um, and... Our place, yeah, we don't have a balcony, but it, it's it's our little square, like space, and we just yeah, you can shake your fist at people, and that's great. Yeah. No, that's good. Is it two bedroom or two better? Yeah, nice. Well, we've got. It's funny you say that the balcony. When we were looking for this, because we rent this one, I said to Jen, the balcony was one of my must include, yeah. and we've got a balcony. I bought first thing I bought for the place was a balcony setting. Yep, I've not sat there in five <laughs> years. I go out on the balcony. Jen's got some plants out there, but. Yeah, because Jen always goes, oh, we need a balcony, dude. Yep. And I'm like, what? It's just having the opportunity. Of course. But you're not exactly. missing much because like, I look at my balcony now. Yep. That If I do want to sit on that setting, I've got to clean it. Yep. And I'm not, I can't be bothered. So it'll be, <laughs> you know, the next place, probably balcony won't be as big a <laughs> selling point as that. But yeah, uh, we, like, it's, uh, you know, one of those things, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. So we're like, no, we'll be fine with that. I was like, oh, I really wish we had it. So. You could just sit there on, in summer and, and write and then... You get nostalgic. Cause like before this, I used to live in a house I rented. And I like, like there's sometimes I'm like, geez, I wish I had a backyard. Mm. But then like Facebook's great for bringing you back to remember. Because I remember like, <laughs> it would have probably been, because I've been here for, yeah, about eight years ago. Yeah, okay. Me whinging about the day I spent gardening. Yeah, sure. Now I had a courtyard. It was big, but not big, but yep. it had been overgrown. I spent a day in the garden weeding. I could barely move because it is such... You don't realize how physical, it's intense, you know, yeah. I sit at a desk all day writing. Yeah. I'm not a physical person, <laughs> but you know, when you're bending down, you're yeah. pulling, you're lifting. Oh yeah. So every time I get nostalgic, I just got to remember the pain that yeah. I was well, in. Last time I gardened, I ended up breaking two of my ribs and deflating my lungs. So it's, it's, ah. it's okay. How? Uh, there's, uh, this is a classic Mama Cashman story. So she's like, oh, do you want to, do you want to do something fun? And I was like, yeah, okay. This is after I mowed her lawns. Uh, she's like, oh, like, let's go trim this hedge um <laughs> so i was like okay i've never done it before and i get up on a six foot ladder i was like mum just hold the ladder for me she's like yeah sure so i'm up the top of it and like it starts wobbling and i look back and mum's like i oh, just just curve that and she's standing a good two meters away from it and i was like mum can you grab the ladder because i'm going to fall off and she's like oh pass me the hedge trimmer so at this point, I was like, I'm either going to fall off with a hedge trimmer or I'm going to fall off without a hedge trimmer. So I passed her the hedge trimmer and then fell off the ladder, landed on a two foot high terracotta pot on my oh. ribs and then landed on the ground face down. Uh, and mum's a registered nurse. So she was hysterical though. Like she, she wasn't cool or calm. She was grabbing fistfuls of my shirt and pulling me upside, up and down screaming is my son's life worth $50 because she used to pay her gardener $50 <laughs> <laughs> so I'm laughing now that you're okay but for me so anyway like we managed to get inside and I was like can we go to the hospital it's like oh yeah we will I just need to have a shower first so she goes and has a shower <laughs> 
Uh, we go to hospital and I'm almost passing out. And this is the one time that she can pull up an emergency, mm. but she ends up parking the furthest she can from emergency. She's still in hysterical mum mode. I need to get through. Like, and I'm hyperventilating because my, my yeah, lungs collapsed, but I didn't realise this. Yeah. So I'm hyperventilating, talking them through what's happening. Get in and like, yeah, you've um, fractured your two ribs and your lungs collapsed. So off you go. I was like, thank you. And that was that. So Hang on, what, they sent you into hospital? They or? sent me yeah, into hospital. Thought, no, no, yeah. you're fine. Come back. Um, but Marissa, my wife, she said, I knew you were okay because the next morning the doctors came in to check on you. And they're like, okay, so this is what's going to happen. Um, these are the medications you need. And I was like, oh, I've got a question. It's like, yeah, sure. It's like, when do you reckon I can cuddle people again? And Marissa's like, the doctor's face, he just dropped. He's like, look at this idiot. And he just left the room and left me there. And Marissa's like, yeah, he's okay. He's okay? Yeah, wow. He's okay. That, how old were you when this happened? This was three years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's, you're lucky you weren't killed. Like, I know, like, it's <laughs> I just... I know. <laughs> I realise this. Yeah. yeah, just far out. That's... <laughs> like, the head's true. Like, it could have been... <laughs> you could have fallen... You could have decapitated your mum. Yeah, yeah, but your mum, like, because she's a nurse and, yeah, like... Yeah. I've been in my sister's epileptic, and the first time she had a seizure, my parents freaked out. Yeah, like sure. that's quite. If you ever, I hope, I hope you never have to encounter. It. It's very awkward. But I was amazed that in that moment, like mum and dad really upset. They're screaming, running around, you know, doing all that. Yeah, like probably yeah. I was just like straight to the phone, triple O. Hey, we need this. Get this. Got yeah. there. Got the ambulance in, and once. Once my sister's in there, off, I then I broke down. Like, yeah, it sure. really hit me. But I was amazed in that situation. Yeah. yeah, I've got like that ability to kick in. Yep. But yeah. I was chatting to one of my mates about this this morning. Like, I'm not one of those people. Like, I'll have empathy with something that's going on. I was like, that must be terrible for that person. But I won't click in unless I've experienced it and know what to do. Mm. Um, she was saying her husband, he was watching a um, bonfire and they'd left a gas canister like right next to it. And it was almost going to envelop the gas canister. So there were 30 people on the property. He just reached his hand and grabbed the gas canister, like had first degree burns on his hands. But everyone was, but like, yeah. everyone was shrieking. He's like, this is what we need to do. So. Yeah. I guess one of those things, like, I, did you play team sport? I did, yeah. Because yeah. like, I've, I've got a theory and a friend backs, like, reckons that if you've played, like, sport, and I'm not, like, I didn't play it compared, like, you know, mm. high end, but... You sort of you react. You're trained to sort of react a little bit more than say someone who hasn't. Like yeah, I don't sure. know, because like in, I've there's been sadly a few times I've been in traumatic and I've managed to just keep my head. Yeah. Okay. When there's been other times when something stupid's happened and I've just gone, <laughs> what the f-? like, you know, you know, there's you know before actually before this we're we're recording this on the Zoom. We usually use it through the mixer. There's a loose cord. Normally that would just drive me nuts. Yep. Because I don't know which co- like there's three chords it could be, and I'm like I can't be bothered testing all of it. <laughs> so that's yeah. So that, there we go. If, wow, I'm gl- I'm glad you you f- <laughs> see. You need to go now. Here's your wrestling homework. Yep. You n- uh, you need to go and watch a, a ladder match okay, in wrestling. Yeah. So have you heard of a ladder? I have. Match? I have. Yeah. We we're trying to incorporate that as one of the gameplay modes into it as well. So go and watch. I would recommend the tag team any of the TLC match between the Dudleys. The Hardys and Edge and Christians. Yeah, okay. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Cease, because you've done one of the. You've fallen. <laughs> you've fallen off a ladder, dude. So go and see Jeff Hardy jumps off these ladders. Oh. You can empathise with that. I'll probably have that Kill Bill siren going on in the back of my head while I'm watching it. Just for, oh yeah, trigger warning. Just do, do it when you when your wife's there, so she can just yeah. 
Oh, wow. Or maybe I'll get mum sitting next to me. It's like, this is what you put me through, okay? So, were you standing on the top of the ladder or were you sort of like two or three rungs um, down? I, I went up to the safe height. Oh, yeah. So, like, you know, it's like, don't stand any higher than this. So, I went up to that level, but I was still a long way up. So. Yeah, six foot. Like, the ladder is... Yeah. yeah, I haven't... Wow, and you fell onto the... Po- wow. Yeah. And it was just... So, what... Was it a leaning ladder or was it like a triangle? It was a triangle one, but... You just didn't put on say, solid ground? Um, yeah, I, I thought I had. Um, but it was also... It, it had rained a lot, apparently. So, it was ah, quite mushy the there. So, But I, I also trusted my mother to hold, be holding the ladder for me too. So. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. your mum's in the wrong on this one. Yeah. Well, there we go, Ray. So, talk me. Power Slam, the game's coming to Kickstarter. Yep. We, where, what date is it? Uh, we're looking for a July... Tw- Whoa! Oh God, sorry. Nah, it's all good. That was stacked very... Um, my wrestling action... Fi- one of my wrestling action figures <laughs> just fell down and attacked him. It's like a ladder match. It's sort of... What a way to finish it. So... <laughs> So uh, we can um so yeah. July twenty nine is um, so sign our up launch. For the, what price are we looking at? Uh, we're looking at forty dollars Australian, and that Bargain. will get you the the game. Uh, we've got other pledge levels, so we've got a Hall of Fame pledge, which I'm I'm quite fond of, which is sixty five dollars. You'll get the game, and you'll be mentioned in the credits. Uh, oh, wow! In the instruction manual, that's so. relatively cheap for a board game, actually. Yeah. So there you go. Sign up on Kickstarter now. You can follow Ray your socials on Instagram. Your R Cashy. That's me. I'm. I don't know. You must. That two years we've got. Yeah. I Instagram. I don't get. It's. I'll. I'll, I'll talk you through it. Nah, <laughs> I'm. I'm too old for Insta. Too old for Instagram. <laughs> too old. And you're also on Facebook at Ray Cashman Comedy. Yep. Um, does Power Slam? Or are you just going to go through those channels? Yeah. Uh, Power Slam Card Game uh, Power- is our Instagram and our Facebook. So you go. Get on the follow. I'll put that in the mention. Thanks everybody for listening. You can follow me on all social media except Instagram at MW Chat Show. <laughs> I like Twitter. I mean, that's see, Twitter is the vid- is the news agent. Yep. The video shop for those that just like a little bit of info, a couple of jokes, maybe an opinion here and there and a bit of, of nostalgia. Course. That's all you want. That's, I don't need pictures. I know no. how things look. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Ray, thank you for joining well, thank me. You so much thank for you, everybody, me. for listening. And I guess I'll hit the music. Stay slamming.